Welcome to Season 6 of the Leadership Educator Podcast, your source for knowledge and expertise in facilitating leadership learning. Passionate about leadership education? Want to expand your resource toolbox with practical strategies for teaching, learning, and program design? This is the podcast for you. If you haven't done so already, please hit subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Leadership Educator Podcast. I am Lauren Bullock, Assistant Professor of Instruction at Temple University, and normally I'd be chatting with my podcast partner, Dr. Dan Jenkins, who works at the University of Southern Maine. But for this episode, we tried to do something a little bit different. So in general, this season, we're talking to educators and faculty developers who write and speak about teaching practices in higher education. We found that throughout our conversations in the field, there were some names that regularly came up. And so we tried to get them on the show this season. I had a pretty good track record of getting the folks on that we wanted to get on. And so we thought that it might be helpful if we shared a little bit of insight into our specific learning. The guests that we've had this season have authored popular texts or currently host incredibly popular podcasts where they discuss current trends and best practices in higher education. All of our guests are from different places within the university system and some outside the university system. So, for example, we've heard from people in STEM, in K-12 and higher education, psychology, business, and other fields. Their teaching strategies, however, are really applicable broadly. So we found that, you know, hearing their voice and not just asking them about their specific book or their approach, just kind of asking them generally um, kind of how they've approached teaching and how we as leadership educators can continue to apply. So in this episode, I'll share a little bit about how I take what we're discussing and what we're learning and apply it to my teaching practice. While we know that each person approaches learning and application differently, Dan and I thought it would be useful to share insight into our process. So for those who have maybe this is their first episode listening, uh, my name is Lauren and I teach leadership and public relations courses. Um, I got to this space in a very unconventional way. As many leadership educators, I started out in a completely different field. So I went into athletics, media relations or sports public relations and eventually transferred over to student affairs eventually transferring to leadership development, and then within the last four years, moving over to full-time faculty. In addition to leading the podcast, I find myself learning from reading books and attending workshops. Um, I read more during the summer than during the academic year, simply because I have the time to sit and think and really take my time processing the information from a book. Um, During the year, I find it easier to attend workshops and conferences because, uh, one, I can engage with my my fellow faculty and student affairs peers and and leadership peers, Um, but two, I find a day here or an hour there is more, uh, uh, it's just better for my schedule. I even don't mind virtual learning simply because because of my responsibilities outside of work. I just found it's a little easier to log in online or, or, um, you know, block out an hour and, and sit on Zoom while I'm, you know, sitting at my desk in my office or at home. So when I do find myself listening or, or hearing things that I that are new to me or I can use in my practice, there are three things that I like to do with information that I find can be applicable to my teaching. The first thing is I allow myself to brainstorm. 
So in 2008, I took my first Clifton Strengths Finder assessment and immediately loved it. And since then, I've taken it, I think, two or three times. Um, I also have my full 34 because I am a Clifton uh, certified facilitator. So not only do I know myself or, or I use the application myself, I also work with other people to apply the assessment to their lives. What I've learned through the years with StrengthsFinder is that I definitely fit in that strategic domain. So I enjoy thinking. And if I don't have time in my schedule to think, then I typically find myself struggling to either retain the information or properly apply the information. And so I've prioritized space on my calendar just to brainstorm, just to think through some of the information that I have. So I'll take my notes. Usually I handwrite notes to make sure that I can remember things. But I give myself my, that space to go over my notes and think about how this could work in the classes that I teach. How can this information help me meet those course learning outcomes? I, I'm also within the strategic domain that that kind of guides my broader space. But I also am con have context and futuristic talent themes, which is an interesting pair, because with context, you're always thinking about what happened and understanding what happened. And in futuristic, you're always thinking about what could be. And so I find that match has been incredibly helpful for helping me understand what are some of the things I've done in the past and how can I take this new knowledge and plan for either the current course down the line, meaning current course over the next few weeks, or teaching future courses. I have about four to six courses I regularly teach. And so I have a pretty good idea of my um, plans in those classes. And I'm always thinking about kind of where can I apply this new learning to you know, these classes. Typically journaling or brainstorming with a whiteboard helps me in my office. I have a huge whiteboard, both at home and my, my office at work, and always have a fresh set of whiteboard markers so that as the ideas come, I can just kind of draw it out and map it out. Um, I'll even use post-its, either physical ones, or I'll jump on Google Jamboard and use Google Jamboard to help organize some of my thoughts. So that's one thing that I do with my leadership learning. I really give myself some time to think about and explore all of the ways uh, I can use this. So the second thing I do is I realize that leadership doesn't happen in a silo. And so I share my ideas with people that teach in higher education or in K through 12 outside of the leadership educator field. Um, where I first got this idea to venture outside leadership education is actually from a former student affairs colleague. He shared in, I don't know if it was a meeting or a conference session that I attended of his, but he shared that he often will venture to a conference outside of his industry to get a better understanding and to broaden his scope of thinking. And so when I go outside of leadership education, um, talking to my colleagues helps me identify any blind spots that I have, as well as connect the information to examples in their field. So two of my closest friends have worked in higher education for over 15 years. Um, one is extensively in K through 12 in elementary middle, as well as in the business of education. So she has left the teaching realm and gone into the business side. Um, and then the other friend I have has worked in, in higher education as a practitioner, as well as as a faculty member. And so we share ideas that we've all heard, as well as they force me to think through the application of, of, of 
the idea I have in my classroom. And they're not afraid to tell me if it's a bad idea or I need to go back to the drawing board. Um, it's a good mixture of asking questions, but also understanding my teaching style, my teaching philosophy, and, and the general nature of what I'm teaching and how it connects to their work. Um, it's a very safe space where I can talk through an idea and then roll out how I can test the application in class. Um, typically, when I have a new assignment or a new idea, I offer it as extra credit. And that that way, if it flops, then I'm not, you know, a student doesn't risk failing a course, um, as well as I can work out any of the, the kinks or ideas that I have that maybe I, I didn't have an answer to, I can work it out in an extra credit assignment. So again, that's the second thing I do. I share my ideas with teachers outside of my field. Um, the last thing that I do is I typically revisit some of my foundational texts on a regular basis. So, for example, we had a wonderful conversation with Stephen Brookfield where we talked about his work. We talked about him in a band, which I thought was really cool. Um, I think between him, Dan and I, we could definitely put together a musical group. I don't know what we'd call them, maybe the leadership educators. But anyway, in that conversation, it made me actually go back to a couple of books I'd already read, as well as kind of rediscover his catalog. Um, I started, you know, thumbing through some of the table of contents just to get ideas for me um, to craft better questions. I knew that that was a learning goal that I had coming into this semester, wanting to make sure that I asked more meaningful questions, especially in light of the, the pandemic and some of the, the trauma and some of the just the diverse experiences students are having. Um, I wanted to make sure that in class, I was asking really good questions to get them to think deeply. Um, right now, it's it's hard for students to manage school and their responsibilities. And if my questions were too light or too easy, they weren't going to get the depth of the learning. And if I didn't create kind of that quiet or enough space for them to really process a meaningful question, then I too felt like I could miss a learning opportunity. And so in following that conversation, that podcast episode, I definitely went back to some of his work. And I find that regularly, I'm thumbing through leadership as well as education textbooks just to make sure that I'm applying, you know, best practices and principles in a way that's helpful, considering the changing nature of our teaching. Um, like I often say, you know, kind of what I'm teaching isn't drastically changing, but the methods and strategies I approach teaching has definitely changed since I started almost 10 years ago with my first class. Um, what I, I think about in revisiting those texts is, are there things that work now that maybe didn't work when I first read the text? Or are there things that maybe I used when I first read the text that don't apply now? Um, but ultimately, I find it's a great reflective activity for my own education practice to make sure I'm going back and kind of checking those sources uh, to stay grounded in the literature, but also making sure that I'm adaptable enough to, you know, to recognize when maybe some of those practices aren't present. So those are three things that I do when I encounter some of these leadership learning. I allow myself to brainstorm. I share my ideas with those that teach, but maybe but teach outside of leadership education. And I revisit some of those foundational textbooks regularly to make sure that in my reflective practice, I'm still continuing to learn. Um, so we'd love to hear from you if you want to navigate to our social media handles or even just send us an email and maybe share what are some of the things you do with your leadership learning. 
we uh, invite those ideas because I know we share a lot of information. Um, we also want to make sure that we're hearing from y'all. So if you have anything that you want to share, please contact on social media or send us an email. Otherwise, I look forward to at some point maybe seeing you in person at a conference or um, just you know knowing that you continually support the podcast and are listening regularly and are finding value. Thank you and have a great day. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Leadership Educator Podcast. Remember, you can download all our episodes on all available podcast platforms. And when you go, please make sure you rate us five stars, as the more you rate us, the easier it is for others to find us. That's right, Lauren. We also invite you to interact with us on Twitter at Lead Educator Pod. That's L E A D E D U C A T O R P O D. And on LinkedIn by searching for the Leadership Educator Podcast. You can also follow us on LinkedIn by name and on Twitter. I'm at Dr. Underscore Leadership and Lauren is at M-R-S-L-A-U-R-J-B. That's Miss Laura J-B. We'd like to thank the James M. Cox Jr. Institute for Journalism, Innovation, Management and Leadership within the Grady College of Journalism and Mass Communication at the University of Georgia. The support was facilitated by Dr. Keith Herndon, William S. Morris Chair in News Strategy and Management. And a wonderful theme music was composed, performed, and mixed by Dr. Matthew White, trumpeter, composer, and associate professor and chair of jazz studies now at the University of South Carolina. You can check him out at www.mattwhitejazz.com. Matt, thank you so much for sharing your musical genius with our listeners. During the season, you will hear episodes featuring International Leadership Association members working globally to drive leadership education. Visit ilaglobalnetwork.org slash podcast for more information and to join the association. And finally, this podcast would not be possible without our chief partner, the Association of Leadership Educators. Please check out the ALE and all it has to offer at leadershipeducators.org. We hope you will listen to our next episode wherever you get your podcasts. Mm-hmm.